Welcome back to episode 150 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discussed today. First up, Iman and I look at Fortnite's creator tool and see what people made with it. Next, Elon Musk replaces the Twitter logo with Doge and what that means for crypto payments on Twitter. Then, we check out M-Square's metaverse design where you can experience thousands of players on screen. And finally, will Improbable and M-Squared technology be the foundation of the metaverse? All right, let's listen in. Welcome back to episode 150 of the Block Runner podcast. I'm your host, William, always here with your co-host, Iman. What's going on, Will? And on the sticks, we got TJ. Hello. Thank you for being here, dude. Yeah, dude. Thank you for managing the sticks for us. <laughs> yeah, no worries. <laughs> yeah, man. It's always needed. Always much appreciated. But yeah, last week we had Mitch, dude. I think that was the pinnacle of like the Doom. Doom. Doomer cast. Yes. <laughs> That's about as Doom. Doomer cast. It really was, dude. We broke it all down, right? We broke down the Fed. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, he's uh, he's been studying finance for... I bet you like a decade or so. Yeah. He's actually been working in finance for about the same amount of time. So if anybody understands how, you know, the monetary system works, it's him. So we got a good discussion. If you guys want to check that out, that was last week's episode. Yep. Released um, on Saturday. Still hyper relevant to what's going on. You know, dollar doesn't show any more signs of strengthening. No. I'll tell you this. <laughs> since, Absolutely that, not. since that last podcast seems like uh, <laughs> every day. There's more and more countries like aligning away from the yeah. uh, the support of the dollar. So pretty terrifying stuff. But you know what? I think it's time to take a break from the doom and the gloom. <laughs> and let's refocus because also during that discussion was we identified a saving grace. Or he did. Independently. Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, you asked him. I was like, dude, so what the fuck? What do we do? Yeah. Something like that. Or maybe it was me. And then he's basically like, dude, the metaverse. That's going to be the thing to kind of get us, pull us out of this mess. It's surprising. I just assumed that you've been talking to him about the metaverse. Negatory. No, I mean, I mean, I mentioned it to him, but yeah, not to the extent of not, not to the context of yeah. like saving, you know, our economic uh, collapse from like this crisis. From, not just from the financial side, but from automation and AI takeover, yeah. all that stuff, right? Yeah. So something has to give. Somehow we have to reposition ourselves and refine our purpose in reality. So he seems to agree with us, dude. And either he's been watching our podcast (laughs) or he came up with it like independently. Yeah. Like he put, put the pieces together. Yeah. I think, I think he understands, like I said, cause he's a gamer and, uh, he's been able to immerse himself in like a virtual environment, completely surrendering your physical form. You know, and we have evidence to suggest that others are coming to the same conclusion that we have, right? We have Herman Narula has been working on this for 10 years. <laughs> yeah. He's saying the exact same thing. We got yeah. several people from the metaverse side of things, writing books about mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. a virtual existence be our economic layer in the future. Yeah. That, that was like one of our big, we made a video maybe like eight, nine months ago or something like this is the most important podcast yeah. we've ever made because we kind of came to that conclusion ourselves. It's like, yeah, you know, you you identified a, like a quantifiable endpoint, right? Yeah. It's like 2050 something or some shit like that. Yeah, where, 2050 where, but it, it it assumed that you there's there's a certain point where you can't kick the can down the yeah, road anymore, exactly. yeah. which in theory, um, if you're the world's reserve currency, you could theoretically just keep it kicking 
Correct. Until people lose confidence, right? Countries lose confidence. And that's what we're seeing right now. So yeah. that, that process is being expedited. The uh, deadline has been moved back from 2050-something Yeah. to next week, yeah. or <laughs> depending on how things go. And uh, yeah, man, we got to find, uh, I, I don't know, like something, a new economic, something. If it's not an economy, then what is it? You know, if it's not, if we don't need money and value anymore independently mm-hmm. if we're going to rely on technology to take care of like all of humanity's needs mm-hmm. then what's our purpose what are we going to do mm-hmm. right yeah it's always been the question it, it's yeah. still a question even in a capitalistic society is like what is your purpose what are you going to do with your life what do you want to be when you grow up right that was a question that yeah everybody's asked us but there was a big reason for that because like there's a big need and there's a big uh economics is just a way to incentivize desirable behaviors from like you know human participants in any economy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so for a good reason because if you don't have a stable economy you don't have the right incentives mechanisms in place then people will just kind of do nothing you know and then there's no growth there's no value being produced right right. and it's like what's what's the good in that yeah, I mean, in previous podcasts, we've talked about how automation is going to take away a lot of jobs, including the transportation sector, which is the biggest employment sector yeah. that we know of. And um, But I think the most surprising thing so far has been AI is going to take away a lot of jobs Cre- of where it requires some cognitive Cre- intelligence. Yeah. like In creativity. In creativity, yeah. A lot of stuff. But <coughs> the other side is, is that AI might enable more jobs because now all of a sudden the people that required creativity, let's say you're a company and you need some creatives, mm-hmm. you can just use AI to you know make your product, right? Making your company a little bit more efficient. But that's going to make every like startup company more efficient and therefore more startup companies would start as a result now because you don't need so much uh like headroom right you don't need so many people See, that's interesting because this kind of is like a parallel to what it is <coughs> we wanted to talk about today because um you know there's like a ugc boom happening in the gaming space so yeah. it's kind of like the same thing it's like now like the the access to you know creation isn't so limited as it used to be yeah you, know? you yeah. don't need to have like a freaking tech conglomerate corporation that's right to output value anymore you can just leverage open source tools yeah a lot of the triple a games cost a hundred million dollars to make i know seems crazy exactly so who's gonna get in that position in life where they could you know actually contribute to yeah. that you know you can't you can't it's gonna be in the hands of like a few companies which yeah. it is you know yeah and there's a reason why e3 you know was canceled this year yeah in my opinion, everybody's saying, oh, it has nothing to do with like, you know, the gaming sector suffering in any way. I think COVID really was the straw that broke, that broke the camel's back because COVID canceled it. And then ever since then, it's sort of been like teetering and like yeah. stumbling. Yeah, but gaming isn't, I don't think it's really going down or anything like that as far as no. like actual users. <clears throat> but I'm just saying the, the model behind them, I think, is changing yeah. before our eyes. Because we saw with Roblox and Minecraft, the UGC side, I don't know. People just seem to like this whole new uh, business model, I guess. Because it's not like every we expect all game releases to come from big companies like an Activision or mm-hmm. a Microsoft or whatever. Yeah. Wait, now they're the same, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, Microsoft acquired Activision. I don't think it's fully confirmed yet, but yeah. Really? They're, they're working on it. Yeah. A- antitrust issues and th- monopolization, yeah. all that. 
Yeah, so let's let's take a look at real quick. So we got this new thing that's kind of buzzing around called Fortnite Creative 2.0. Yeah, so a game development has never been easier. AI tools popping up everywhere. Fortnite Creative 2.0 allowing players to build anything. Um, yeah. It's been out for 12 days, and here are some examples. Yeah, this is right away. If you've ever played Call of Duty, you're going to recognize this one real quick. Yeah. And yeah, this Activision didn't put this out like some random person or team or whatever that you know accessed and played around with the creative uh, tool set of 2.0 yeah they did this they basically basically built this replica version of call of duty which looks pretty goddamn good yeah, yeah that looks that looks great yeah you, you would totally play this right gj yeah yeah me too <laughs> and we all know fortnite is already like it's like the standard of like gameplay models for kids you know they're used to this type of game yeah so I mean, this is this is a big deal, you know. You could build like a whole game ecosystem around this, right? As like a as an individual, you yeah. Know? Somebody did, and it looks pretty good. But yeah. uh, Activision they shut this down. That's pretty true, quick, right? Yeah. So that brings in more questions, like how how the hell if? Well, I mean, you don't have to use the exact same map, right? If this go. guy really cared about his game, just use a different map, and there's no issue. Yeah, that's true, <laughs> but. You know, the reason why they did it is because this is an iconic map, I guess. But, yeah, we, you already predicted this. It's like, well, what's going to happen when people, you know, bring in Mickey Mouse or something into this creative thing? Mm -hmm. It's not going to be – Disney won't allow it, right? No. Because it tarnishes their IP. Yeah. I mean, it could be sort of like a marketing tactic. You use Mickey Mouse oh, yeah. to, like, shoot gun down everybody and yeah. then get the notoriety of getting shut down by, by uh, Disney. Oh, I see. And yeah. you change your game and you reap the rewards. Yeah. And now it's like – Mickey the mule or something. Yeah. Something totally different, but the same style. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying. Ricky the rat. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Hell yeah. So this is like a, okay, obviously first person shooter, you were expecting that. This is a little like, what the fuck? Yeah. This looks nothing like Fortnite, but it's still like the same, I don't know. Same it, type same, of engine or yeah. something, but it's, it's the same tool generated mm -hmm. this as well. Yeah, this looks like a Diablo to me, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep. Like a typical hack and slash dungeon style gameplay model. Yeah, you got zombie crawler dudes. You just slash them down, dude. By the way, if you're listening to the podcast, definitely visit our YouTube channel and see what we're talking about. Yeah, you have to see this for yourself to understand. Like if you've ever played games, you know, typically these like game studios like spend years developing these types of things and launch them on like platforms like Steam. Yeah. In order to like get some sort of ROI, but this is stuff like people are just kind of uh, spinning up in days using the Fortnite engine. Yeah, to me, this is more impressive than the Call of Duty one. Yeah, you expect a first-person shooter to come exactly. Out of it. Yeah. yeah, the Call of Duty one is like, yeah, they just kind of like applied the Fortnite experience to a new skin skinned environment. Yeah, you know, so but this is like a whole different game. And it's got like the RPG elements in the bottom, right? Like. That's a pretty robust tool, dude. That's so. This is what I mean. Same thing as like the a, what AI enables. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just more access. Yeah, agreed. And we were talking about that in the metaverse perspective. Like, what's it going to take for the metaverse to really pop off? And accessibility was like the biggest thing. We, we accessibility, yeah. yeah. Which in the beginning was severely lacking. Yeah. You know? uh, Stanley Parable, an iconic indie game remade inside of Fortnite. I've never heard of this, but this looks cool. I've, I've heard of Stanley Parable, but not sure like what it's all about. Yeah, it looks, it looks like, like Backrooms, basically. Have you have you seen that? No. Backrooms. What it's do like you do? A infinite corridor of like 
an office made in like the 90s. It's like okay. beige and like oh, sharp okay. corners. But is this something supposed to come out and like spooky or something? Yeah, it's more like just, just exploration. Just infinite like space. Hmm. It's just kind of just creepy. That's it. Okay. Uh, all right. So we're looking there at. It is. Yeah, the back, back rooms. rooms. Yeah. But this is this looks a little bit different than what I was talking about. But yeah, it's the same idea. You just go explore, and it's just like weird. And this is gener procedurally generated room, so like yeah, it's always going to be different. I guess any room you enter, right? That's correct. fucking cool. Yeah, that's that's more like back rooms. Jeez. Yeah, that. and there's like a probably a monster in there. Oh shit! See, you could do anything, man. Yeah. Okay. So that's another example. And then we have an open world experience inside of Fortnite and they have the transition of GTA five already implemented. So like when you die, it says wasted and then you kind of get transported to the hospital. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's already implemented by this guy. Yeah. This is look more, at this. more open world stuff. Whoa. Damn. That looks fun. Physics do not apply here, dude. You imagine, dude, you could build like the most ultimate, uh, what's that game everybody likes to play? Uh, the fucking Mario Karts. Mm. You could definitely build like a even better, better, more extreme Mario Karts or like some sort of yeah open world race. What's that show called? The Amazing Race? Yeah. You could do something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know? This dude, is cool, dude. Pair, pair that idea with Improbables Tech and you got <laughs> thousands of people racing. Exactly. So we're going to talk about that too. There's been a lot of breakthroughs in the, the metaverse as far as Improbable and M squared. So yeah, we're going to get into that in a second. <clears throat> Look so, at this, a cinematic. Yeah, we got a cinematic going. It's pretty um, basic, right? But it's pretty good. What is this? Creating oh, a story. Wars. Yeah. Yeah, so cinematics. What else? So these are just a few examples, uh, reward structures, and I think that's it. Yeah, so it's still very new. This tool was only released, I think, like a couple of weeks ago. So Yeah, and by the way, we're all supporting Doge now. Oh, yeah. And the Elon. Yeah, Doge is the new... It's the new... Everything. Yeah. <laughs> so you have a, a speculation on that too, don't you? Um. Yeah, so there was a tweet by... Uh, Caitlin? Yeah, Caitlin. So, so let me play this. Caitlin is like our... I don't want to play the audio because it's it's not our video, but she basically says that Elon Musk is misdirecting everybody with like this Doge stuff yeah. to focus on creating a payments platform within Twitter. Huh. And, um, and so she makes a pretty good argument here. It's like this is a pretty standard strategy that a lot of companies take. They misdirect and they get get the eyeballs somewhere else so they can, you know, build something and test stuff. And huh. so, yeah, it's pretty standard. So all the links will be in the description. You can kind of click on this and, and watch it. But so basically people are going to be able to send each other cryptocurrency on Twitter. Yeah, let's actually let's, let's actually hear it. Actually, we, we can't hear it. So oh, we can't. It's fine. Well, I mean, so that's it, right? That's the gist of it. Yeah, that's the gist. Well, that's the theory. But we've all heard we've heard rumbles of that for like a while. Like, yeah, yeah I think even pre Elon acquisition. Yeah, it just makes so much sense. I mean, why can't we just send crypto to just the your Twitter handle, right? Which is connected to an ETH address or a Bitcoin address, mm -hmm. and uh, they create an abstraction layer, and then I just send you some ETH, like you handle. do, like you do on Venmo or something. Yeah, like you do on your EN, ENS domain name as well. Right, I man died east. Boom, send you some. 
Okay. Some tokens. Okay. So which network do you think they're going to leverage for this? Probably Polygon, right? Most likely. I would expect Polygon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems to be Polygon's winning out a lot lately. Yeah. I mean, there's like we've it's been talking about Layer 2, but uh, Polygon has a network effect and they're ex- excellent as far as like uh, onboarding users and partners and stuff. So I would expect... Yeah, Some polygon. think about this transition, though, because if in the 2000s, if you didn't start getting your social media accounts, you largely don't exist on the Internet, right? Yeah. So pretty soon, if you don't have like some sort of metaverse connection, you largely won't exist in the future, right? In terms of like where the population is, right? Where the metaverse? zeitgeist is. Metaverse or like just Web3, you mean? Well, metaverse and Web three. I mean, yeah, it's it starts with Web three, right? You got to get your Web three identity, yeah, yeah. and that's going to be ingrained and integrated into the metaverse experience. So, I think Web three adoption definitely is like first comes yeah. first. Yeah, and like something like this would be a ginormous step forward, right? Just like a. So basically, you would have to spin up like a an ETH wallet in order to yeah to but, participate uh, in this. Remember, remember what happened in in the Reddit? App? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just push push a button. And, like, would you guys see a future in which like Twitter would partnership with like Coinbase? I could. I don't see why not. And well, just use a wallet. Use that wallet. I feel like that's like a the way to go for a lot of things. Like yeah, because because Coinbase is like the most intuitive way for for people to buy cryptocurrency in the first place. Well, not only that, they have all the uh, legal uh, requirements in order yeah. to onboard people, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like a, a more like a more seamless integration from like the on ramp to straight to, yeah. you know, all the different interoperable aspects of like you know tr- transferring money between yeah. Coinbase to all the different networks and stuff yeah. like that, as opposed to, you know, not having Coinbase as the first starting point and right. expecting people to like Figure understand. It out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's too confusing. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if that's like a, something on Coinbase's end. Maybe they need to provide like an even better wallet no, interface. It's, it's or just an API. It's just an API to Coinbase. Uh, but basically, yeah. spin up your own wallet. You're basically spinning up a Coinbase account, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then you fund that. You type in your credit card on Twitter, which is you're really typing it in on Coinbase. Yeah. Or you're connecting your bank account. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, you can start sending, <laughs> you know, assets to. Twitter yeah, and you, and you could see this replacing like Venmo or Cash App or yeah. Yeah. or something. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So why why wouldn't? Yeah, I I totally agree. And I mean, I feel like man, if I'm Elon and I'm thinking about like how do I, you know, create more value in Twitter? It's this. It's like Web three, Metaverse. Like this. Well, is, well, we know what he wants, right? He said it. he wants Twitter to be the town hall of what humanity? Town square. Yeah. Town square. Yeah. So what what does a town square represent? Like it's traditionally dialogue. Communication. It's, it's, yeah, it's like a part of like a society where people come together, mm-hmm. share ideas, coordinate, potentially like spin out new like new government. Like, you know, just basically what Twitter is. This is where ideas yeah. propagate from Twitter. Yeah. Right? So much of what becomes controversial or, you know, part of the zeitgeist originates from something like Twitter. Yeah. So how do you enhance that, you ask? Yeah, Web three metaverse. Well, for sure, payments, right? Because now you're you're establishing like some sort of commerce layer right, within right. the town hall itself. Yeah, that's good. And of course, Web three and crypto's perfectly geared to support that. But the whole metaverse thing, I don't think is widely understood yet. Like even from Elon's perspective, like why it's 3D not it's this not when thing? you're just thinking about it, but once you see it, it just makes sense. Of course, I, I agree with you, but 
what is what what's gonna make what is it that's gonna make it make sense? Just you have to get in, right? You yeah, have you to have feel to it. Yeah. You have to feel it's it. It's the same argument with virtual reality. You're never going to explain what it's like to uh, be in yeah. a virtual space until you put on a headset. Agreed. Yeah, like and it, we're gonna we're gonna show you guys something here in a little bit. I guess we can show it now. It's like a uh, yeah. Over the week, over the last week, Improbable and M Squared, the the entities behind constructing the other side metaverse, which is you know Board Apes, Yuga Labs, yeah, virtual world, they're rolling out like all their technology frameworks and infrastructure. You know, the premise behind M Squared is they want to build like a network of interconnected virtual worlds, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Which in our minds is actually what the metaverse is. A metaverse is not like a singular virtual world. Correct. It's like a, it's like a, a term that's being misused. Yeah, right? correct. People say Decentraland is a metaverse, mm -hmm. right? The, and from our perspective, the metaverse is like... It's oh. part of the metaverse. Yeah, it's a vir I like to call them virtual environments. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so let's, uh, let's go from the beginning. So we... So Improbable spun up this company called M Squared. Yeah. M Squared raised $150 million. Tons of loot. Uh, and Improbable has probably raised like around $400 million altogether. Yeah, before like they were even like associated to Yuga Labs or whatever. Yeah. Like they had like a $400 million, you know, raise, you know, pathway yeah. over like a decade. 10 years. 10 years. They were spent building this technology out and, you know, trying to get it integrated into the gaming space. But I guess they probably had some difficulty with that for you know, sure I, this has never been rolled out like in the game sphere yeah we haven't seen games like this so what yeah. they did they innovated they figured out something very difficult to do and they achieved it they have thousands of players on the screen all at the same time so everything you're seeing here on screen is basically people uh, in front of their computer accessing the same space mm -hmm. and you're hearing them talk right yeah they're all like you know trying to just yelling at each other basically and it's all proximity based but they're all here yeah right and so we've never seen a game like this or any other experience where there's thousands and thousands yeah. of people basically sounds like a wall street like trading floor yeah <laughs> that's right. what it sounds like just chaos yeah right so i'm gonna scrub through this and um here they eventually get teams and then uh red blue green and yellow mm -hmm. and eventually they start playing a game mm -hmm. they go into this uh portal <coughs> Shit, man. look at all these people dude yeah um, yeah they look like bugs basically but yeah these are all individual users all concurrently sharing the same space and so, so what does that look like to you dude looks like a town square you pretty much yeah, yeah. with a lot less order yeah <laughs> a town square because like they start to order and organize in another video that you're about to pull up yeah um that's a little bit more i think indicative of like what a social verse would look like yeah like a 3d immersive twitter space right like you know it's actually that yeah it's not even like that is how it's going to be how it should be and you're gonna see but this here is more like just like a clusterfuck of chaos because yeah. they're all getting ready to to wild out in like a game experience right. right totally different application of the metaverse yep but nonetheless gonna be a staple right you're not gonna we're all not gonna be in the metaverse just to chit chat all day right I mean, a lot of people probably will, yeah. you know, socialize, make friends and build reputation. But a lot of people are going to want to have fun. Yes. And explore and do things you can't do in the real world. That's the whole point of building virtual worlds, right? It's to experience something you can't get here on Earth. That's right. That's right. This is the ultimate entertainment that can be provided to a human, in yes. my opinion. Yeah. More than any movie. That's why I never understood why you watch so many freaking <laughs> movies. Dude, you spent like the last... 
20 years wasting your time watching movies when you could have been gaming. Yeah. What a waste. You missed out on like so much badassness because you'd rather like sit there and be, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. a non-participant. Right. You know? Yeah. And uh, in the future, as a gamer, <laughs> kids, you know, playing these games in, in the metaverse or wherever, yeah. Web3 enabled, they're going to be gaining assets. That right? too. Yeah. 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 So I was just speaking on the entertainment aspect of this, but shh. There's a whole other yeah. layer that didn't even exist that hasn't even been like really? showcased yet. Really, yeah. Because it's probably the most difficult thing to figure out is the economics of all this. That's right. Yeah, that's the hardest part. Mm -hmm. So going back to the screen here, we're, we're watching uh, Dahlia. She's going through the game, and the point of the game is very simple: just collect these like yellow blobs. blobs. Yeah. And uh, you're supposed to collect them and then return them back to a frog. So it's pretty straightforward. Nothing complex here. Yeah. But the point is, is that you're seeing multiple thousands of people concurrently it yeah. was a peak of around 7200 people something like that all yeah, on and the screen it's, and it's a massive environment it's huge almost boundless like it will take you a long time to run to the very edge of this this experience yeah from edge to edge yeah like everything you see in your field of view is is traversable it is <laughs> it's not like a skybox right right you could run over there and be present in that space and then factor all that in with uh you know things like the shadows of these avatars and you know the grass is rippling and stuff like that and then the movements of the avatars themselves and the fact that there's ten thousand of them out there is it's very impressive you know? yeah and so they had a hundred million operations per second calculated based on yeah. all this activity and they've been testing at a billion operations per second mm. so uh they didn't even reach not even ten percent of what they're capable of wow but Nonetheless, this is their technology. That's why we're bringing it up because now when people see this and we talk about the metaverse, it's like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Right. It makes a little bit more sense. Right. There's just you jump into this virtual space. You do an activity as simple as listening to people talk to yeah. actually engaging in a game. Yeah. And uh, and then <coughs> form an economy potentially out of this. Yeah. I think some people will get it after seeing this. Not everybody still. Yeah. Like, this is more like. This looks maybe, like a game, like yeah, yeah, just yeah. a regular game. It's just thousands of people are playing it. Yeah, maybe this will get like the Western audiences who are like gamers. They all expect AAA amazingness, and at this point, they're spoiled. Right? Yeah, this might get them to like you know, turn their heads a bit. Like, oh, this is what the metaverse is about. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, but yeah, the, the other thing that you're gonna show the more social side. Yes, I think that's gonna capture even more people, in my opinion. Yeah. So more now, people, more people in society are non-gamer than maybe in the future it'll change. I don't know. Right. But most people just want to like, you know, what is it that people do on the internet? Just like chill. Yeah. Talk. <laughs> talk Interact and gossip and, you know, react to what's going on with celebrities and, yeah. you know, show off the things that they've been buying. Yeah. Uh, talk crap about their significant others. Yeah. <laughs> stuff like <laughs> Stuff like this, right? You're not going to be bouncing around collecting blobs and doing yeah. that stuff. You're going to be here. All right. Right. Let's take a look at this. <laughs> All right. So Herman Narula and his co-founder, I think his name is Rob. Mm -hmm. They did a Twitter space and it's impromptu, right? They just tweeted like we're going to jump on a, on a call. Yeah. Um, there's probably like two, 200 people on the call in Twitter space and they're like, <laughs> all right, I'm not about to tweet this link, click on it. And we're all going to jump into, into the metaverse. Mm -hmm. And so here we are, we clicked on the link and there's about 160 people here in this, uh, virtual Twitter space, if you will. Yeah. 
So we can all talk to each other, right? You just click the, you know, press the C button and people can hear you. Yeah, you got to chat, like, chat, um, what's like, on the left side of this UI, like a chat stream going. Yeah. That's it, but... When there's so many people, eventually it's going to become unreadable. But the cool thing about this is there's a little chat bubble above their heads, yeah, right? That's right. I like that. Look, there it is. Yeah. What's up, Black Apple? <laughs> See, people are talking. Right. This is social. You know, this is how you uh, make friends. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so we have two people here, um, kind of like presenting uh, technology, and what they're presenting is basically an ability to manipulate an environment in real time. Yeah. Uh, using it is what's called an MML, so Metaverse Markup Language. Yeah, this is the big breakthrough, like, unveil from yeah. M Squared. Yeah, so this is the reason why they tweeted and they wanted to get together to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what it does is allows a developer or creator to manipulate stuff within the virtual world using a an interface. And that interface is on screen right there. It's called MML. Yeah. And you're going to see them manipulate this red box on screen which is going to manipulate the red box within the virtual world. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we can, there it is. So there they are manipulating the red box, changing colors, and then they're going to add another box on top of it. They're just duplicating the box, pushing everybody out. And uh, all of this is being manipulated in real time. So this is very impressive. Yeah. And, um, and then they're going to add more 3D models, like a rubber duck trees. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to connect this virtual world with Dolly. So you could generate images like on screen uh-huh. and then connect it to ChatGPT and, mm-hmm. and ask ChatGPT to start dropping in 3D models. And it does that. Okay. So there's a lot of, a lot of effort here put into this. But what, what I like about this is that this is a much better experience than just listening to people on Twitter spaces. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, for... We know that personally from being in Decentraland for so long. But we, we've we've had those experiences where we know what's going on on the web as far as like uh, how you can witness events, yeah. like a uh, SpaceX launch that happened a few years back. Right. Uh, we know what was going on on Twitch. You know, people were in the room watching a stream, two D. Uh, you didn't know what anybody looked like. Yeah. Just names and like emojis being spanned everywhere. That's that experience. You got a YouTube stream, a weaker version of even that. Yeah. And then we were all in Decentraland witnessing the same launch. We had a, a, a screen just like that. Yeah. So we get to witness the same thing as far as like um, what's on display. Yeah, what's live. Yeah, we're not missing. You're not missing anything, right? You got YouTube in your face anyways. Yeah. But what you don't have in Twitch and YouTube and all the other Web2 platforms is all this. The yeah. shared intimacy of uh, shared space. Yes. Yes. Being present with people, like not just on like a 2D panel or just these obscure names that have some semblance of identity them to them, right. you know, like user bios, yeah, profile pics, stuff like that. But this is just so much more enhanced, you know. Maybe not this because all these guys got blank faces and shit, but these are like standard avatars. Yeah, you yeah. Know? This is the beginning. Yeah, imagine the future where this is matured. Everybody has their unique avatar that they worked hard for, paid a lot of money for, whatever. Yeah. But it represents them. And they could talk to one another in like a, you know, spatial audio sense. It's just, it's something you can't even, I'm trying my best to kind of describe like how much better it is. Yeah. But you won't know until you're in there experiencing yourself. Yeah. And we're listening to Herman and Rob talk about what they're, what they're building. And it was, it was clear. There's no glitches, no lag, nothing. Right. So this is a, was a really great experience for a Twitter space. Absolutely. 
And like you're saying, <laughs> if everybody looked unique, there's there's potential uh, opportunities for people to, you know, flex their gear, right? Flex their swag, mm-hmm. and thereby creating an economy of you know trading wearables, right? Yeah, yeah. So then, so what we're looking at here is a much more accurate town hall representation. Like yeah. you're saying, yeah. Only thing that's missing is the, uh, <coughs> I guess, the trade element you're talking about, mm-hmm. where you could just, I don't know, uh, figure out a way how to d- directly trade with all these people, if you want, yeah, or like to quickly spawn to one another, something like that. You know, if you have a friends list, just be like, ah, oh, teleport me to my friend, because these are going to be ginormous worlds. Like, just look around. You, this is the only thing you could do on this space. Like, it's huge. You're going to see like some forest out here. Yeah. Everyone's going to start running. Yeah. 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 So they've connected a, a lot of the technologies that are very popular, like AI and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, this. But this the most important thing is, okay, yeah, let's talk about that. Like, what, why is this important, relevant to us? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we, we've, knew, we've known M Squared has been on the horizon for a year. Mm-hmm. But they haven't released anything. Herman's been pretty hush mouthed about everything yep. strategically. I know, I bet you he's wanted to release all this information all along, but he never did. Yeah. But we were wondering amongst ourselves, like, dude, are they going to do it the right way or not? Yeah. You know, are they going to, like, because everyone else is building metaverse or metaverse stuff. Like, they're, they're not doing it the right way. Correct. Only one who is is Decentraland to this point. Mm-hmm. But from what we've seen, they are doing the right thing. They're, they're attacking the infrastructure problem to the metaverse. That's right. By, by providing MML standards. Mm-hmm. Which is means if you build under this protocol, all the content that is leveraging that same MML underlying, I guess, uh, what do you want to call foundation. it? Foundation. Foundation. It's applicable to any virtual environment Correct. that supports it. So Correct. That's a big problem. That's a big dilemma that's been, you know, difficult to solve. Yeah, know? because if you think about it, it would be like thinking about building the internet and uh, yeah. assuming, assuming that there's only going to be a single website that people go to. Exactly. And that's wrong, right? Yeah. You want people to build millions of websites. Yeah. So in the future, there's going to be potentially millions of virtual spaces. Mm-hmm. And each virtual space will have different unique capabilities, right? Like websites have unique capabilities, right? Yeah. Not every website does YouTube. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So uh, so in these virtual spaces, you're going to have your own experience. However, every website has a, fun, a foundation with HTML. Mm-hmm. right they have different front end languages right javascript and react for example yeah but uh but the underlying tech of a website still follows <laughs> the same protocols https mm-hmm. tcp ip yeah. right all those protocols every website uses yeah so uh so yeah we're gonna have maybe an mml par- be part of the metaverse protocol uh, i think for sure at this yeah. point because there's nothing else that we've seen on the horizon as far as what's going to uh provide a a standard right for an actual like basically what they what their one-liner is like an interconnected network of virtual worlds to exist right so that's going to probably be quickly adopted i'm pretty sure like a lot of the industry you know builders contributors are going to pick up on this and quickly like try and jump in yeah and you know find their place within this network you know just like what happened when ethereum emerged right there's a standard that's true a protocol for tokenization yeah. and you know building you know custom um, programmable smart contracts yeah there's a you, rush all of a sudden you have thousands of cryptocurrencies yeah thousands of cryptocurrencies all of a sudden you got 
protocols and services emerging that people weren't even aware that could be built yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. You have billions of uh, dollars worth of companies too. as a result. Yeah. Exactly. So this is a big deal. Uh, I think I'm not sure why it's not being talked about more. <laughs> probably because we have the wrong guy here. Probably because they just don't know. Yeah. It's, it's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> the little party hat guy. I just think a lot of people don't know what's really, what are the core problems to the metaverse, you know? Right. We have a unique perspective because, I mean, we live, breathe, and eat in that motherfucker, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, we do literally every single day. Yeah. So, we've been waiting for something like this to hit, and we, we ourselves... We identified it. We've yeah. identified this as a problem. I mean, we were building yeah. something similar. Something similar, yeah. Yeah. So, we're still... I, I don't think this solves all the problems. Like, this is just, like, a first step. You know, there's going to be many, many, many more infrastructure pieces oh, that yeah. are left to be built and constructed and identified to, I mean, like none of this addresses anything to do with like the economics of the metaverse. No, which yeah. is a far more complex than just getting a bunch of 3D models. Exactly. In the space. Yeah. So like getting 3D models in the space, getting developers to, I guess, find like a good um, uh, foundation to start building on is step one. Mm-hmm. And then figuring out how to facilitate value flows throughout this whole now booming mm-hmm. network yep. in a sustainable manner, you know, to where that incentivizes actual human contribution, not just developer contribution. Like that's the next phase, right? Yeah, that, I totally agree. Yeah, that's when you're going to have millions of people in here. Yeah, because I mean, let's talk about that a little bit. So imagine mm-hmm. this this grass, right? This land here. Mm-hmm. Imagine that's an NFT that's owned by somebody. Okay. Right, and that person that owns that NFT is probably setting up a Twitter space. Right. Mm-hmm. And in that Twitter space is like, all right, click this link, jump into the virtual world. And now we're here. You're listening to me talk about whatever it is that's happening in the world, whatever yeah. you like. Yeah. Right. People listen to all kinds of stuff on Twitter space. Right. Yeah. So and what if like all these like 3D models are interactive activities mm. and those interactive <laughs> activity activities could be anything from like interacting with a uh, like a decentralized exchange, for example. Maybe you want to swap tokens while you're in the middle of this this talk, right? Yeah. Like this this guy, this Twitter space is probably talking about this cryptocurrency that everybody should be looking into, and people are just actively swapping right there. That makes sense. Because they, yeah. they believe. Yeah. Right? Or what if while this person is talking, you're playing some other game, like Rovi, for example, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, you're battling against other people who own Rovis, and you're generating some income as a result. Mm-hmm. And so this landowner is supporting all these like different activities while he's giving this Twitter space. People are interacting with all this, the stuff in his land. Yeah. And he's generating some income because people are using or interacting with the stuff there. Yeah. So um, so I feel like this is going to be one of like the, the main activities that people will focus on while having a Twitter space. They're going to build out their land to have a bunch of different activities and host a bunch of Twitter spaces. Uh, because it brings people to their land, more activity, and like... Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, basically, <clears throat> there's so much more possibility. Like, the metaverse enables outside of... Yeah, like, a Twitter... I just formed a line here, by the way, so I can ask you Herman did? a question. Yeah. What do you mean you did? No, I, I, I went and made a line. I, I, I'm in the line to ask a question. Oh, no, no, no. I know, I know. But, but you didn't, like, tell everyone to get in line, No, did you? definitely not. I was like, he's like, I made a line. I was like, what? You did this? But this is what I was talking about earlier, like, the order. Yeah. This is just, you can inject some actual order into these town hall events, you know, like, here you go. 
uh, people just like formed a line. Yeah. Like it's not like you had anybody cracking any whips to get everyone like ordered up like that. Right. Well, it's starting to kind of like break apart now, including That's you. Well, well, cutting in yeah, line. you're like cutting yeah. and shit, dude. What's yeah. wrong with you, dude? Yeah, it, it was because I was so far back in line, I couldn't even hear like the spatial yeah, like yeah. audio, right? Yeah. So I had to get closer to listen to what they were saying. Yeah. That's hilarious, dude. You're a rebel, dude. Look at you. Yeah. Look at you, dude. <laughs> Straight to the front for Will. <laughs> It's like fuck this Out of my way. shit, dude. I I'm, got I'm, I got real questions here. I'm coming in. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool to see like see the elders are like bigger than everybody else. Yeah. Well, they're not elders, they're just they're the ones hosting the space. Team team members. Yeah. And everybody else is just kind of like gathered around. And uh this is this is kind of weird actually to see. Like this this feels like some like like a scene out of a like the 1700s, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But just imagine a bunch of people with those little white wigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, revolutionary garments or garbs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they'd be doing ninja kicks like this, but <laughs> it's the metaverse. So you can do whatever you want. Yeah, and imagine like you're hosting like a live live event. You need YouTube. Like there it is right there. Like everybody's watching it together. Dude, every single DAO should be doing stuff like this. Fuck Twitter space. I mean, Twitter space is obviously basically like it's the like real this, world DAOs. Just the audio version of this. Yeah, but this is how DAO meetings should look. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Imagine like, um, dude, I can see like in the future, everyone holds this Twitter space like a shit coin. And, and like they hire like a click farm to jump in and make it seem like that shit coin is actually valuable. Yeah. Yeah. So you have like hundreds of people like flying around and all that. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're totally right. Yeah. Just, just people being paid to like be bodies basically. Yeah. And yeah. like make, uh, make it appear popping. Yeah. Like some sort of like, um, it's like everybody's saying good project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like the metaverse version of, yeah, Twitter bots. Yeah. Wow. Oh my god, that's actually gonna happen too. Yeah, that's fine. That means oh, we, that means we that got means somewhere. It's working. Yeah, it means yeah. it's working. Yeah. yeah. Damn, dude. So yeah, that was that was a lot. A lot has happened. Um, but yeah, clearly, uh, M squared has established themselves as real players. Like I, I'm very much um, happy with what I'm seeing so far, and I'm Same. pretty sure they got more stuff coming. Because um, yeah, man. Just, I mean, sh this is what's been missing standards and frameworks and uh a starting point essentially yeah you know so now they're having like a dance party here they're playing some music everybody's dancing and i'm like all right i had enough of this i'm gonna go explore <laughs> i'm gonna yeah. see the limitations of this land because this is the first time i'm interacting with like an improbable product uh -huh. or m square product so i was like okay let's let's see what what's going on out here dude you're dude, you're definitely uh you're the uh outlier dude yeah You're the first one to like all right i'm jumping ship yeah fuck all you guys will's not one for dancing <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> definitely not especially not with this weird ass gorilla looking so, balloon man so then i return and because he says something it's like hey i got a special something i was like okay i gotta go back it was like, well, there's an there's an Easter egg out there. If you find oh, it, you're shit. gonna get an NFT, and so now everybody's running. Yeah, that's right. And you, uh, and Will doesn't know how to sprint. Yeah, Will, you got bucket feet, dude. Yeah, <laughs> slow motherfucker, dude. Yeah, I thought I had a lead on everybody, and then did. all of a sudden they blasted me. I was like, what the hell? You definitely did, dude. So if you were like this, can you still hear them like from this far away from these guys? Or I, I guess can, I can hear you. the owners of the space. So I can hear Herman Arula and Rob talk from like infinite distances. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But I can't hear obviously all the little people. Right? Interesting. That's pretty cool how you can like 
uh, that's what I'm saying. Like dynamic a, a audio. Twitter space yeah. for this makes a lot of sense because there's only a few yeah. people talking. No, I love it. I love it. Twitter. Sp- yeah, exactly. The, sp- the speakers, like four or five people just having yapping away. Yeah. About whatever the fuck. You could be anywhere on land listening. Just to doing them. whatever. Like yeah. you're saying, like, why waste my time or why? Why not duplicate? the value of my time by listening yeah. to the, whatever's being discussed, but also like, I don't know, playing rovies, interacting, harvesting, yeah. uh, you know, chopping Battling. down trees, <laughs> yeah, gathering resources, you know, crafting things. Yeah. While whatever. listening. Yeah. That's beautiful, dude. That's freaking cool. Yeah. So apparently there's a, an Easter egg kind of like in the forest area. And yeah. as you can see, there's limitations, right? This land is only so big. It doesn't go on forever. Yeah, if you fall off, you're basically stuck for. Yeah, you're done. You're done. You can't come back until yeah. they like reset this thing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so of course, eventually, I find the egg, and uh, it's just kind of sitting there. There it is. I'm trying to get to the point where I'm like approaching it. There it is. So, yeah, there's people already there around the egg. They're basically screaming that they found it. And <laughs> you can kind of hear them from, like, a distance. Like, Yeah. Uh, that's how I was able to quickly kind of, like, hone in on it because I can hear them. Nice. Very nice, dude. This is good. This is a good start for sure. <sighs> so, yeah. If based on this, this is the saving grace, eh? Yeah, I feel like... <laughs> so let's bring it back to some some Doom talk. How is this going to save humanity from like AI and automation and stuff? In what way? Well, uh, automation and AI is going to take a bunch of jobs, right? Maybe AI is going to make new types of jobs, but all the old standard, like, you know, ha- have a fleet of people writing articles. Now you need half as many people. Okay. And you're going to still get twice as much the output. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So... um so yeah, so jobs are becoming more scarce. And so what is everybody going to be doing, right? And and really in a perfect society, you don't really need people doing stuff anymore, mm-hmm. especially with technology. You don't need it. Yeah. Right? Because technology could pump out food, pump out enough resources for everybody. Um so there there isn't really scarcity in food, right? Everybody should have enough to eat without mm-hmm. a problem. So then what are people going to be doing? Right, they're going to be writing books, um, t- interacting with AI to write articles, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But they probably would be spending a lot of time in the metaverse interacting with people. Mm, okay. And participating in that economy. Yeah, it's got to be the economy side. It's really going to attract people here for, or I mean, people are going to be attracted for a variety of reasons to this uh, virtual experience. But mm. for it to be an actual saving grace, is that even the right way to say it? Saving grace? Uh, Hail Mary. Just like a savior or like a, an escape vertical, I guess. Yeah. For a scenario, it's going to be really difficult to paint out exactly what it's going to be. Because obviously there's going to be a transition period from where we are now to a fully matured like type one civilization or whatever, yeah. where everything's fully automated and there's like robotics that are fully worked out to where <clears throat> even human labor isn't like the most in demand yeah you there's mechanical perfection to where like any task can be as long as it has ai integrated within it it can perform any task any human can so in that reality whether it's a 50 years away 100 years away we know it's coming no matter what it's just a matter of when 
And can humanity stay alive long enough and not destroy ourselves to get to that point? All right. Right. Yeah. Just like uh, whenever you first access the internet, right, there are different motivations that, that, that enabled the person to access the internet in the first place. I remember yeah. when I was a kid, I would, I'd play uh, Nintendo 64. I, I remember playing this game called Turok. Do you remember Turok? Not really. This is a game where you kill dinosaurs. Okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that one. And I remember <laughs> reading an article, f you know, some game article in, in a magazine that you could cheat in a game. I was like, what the? Yeah. It's like, this is how they were explaining why these cheat mechanics even exist because it allows game developers to test out a game. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and so to explain that, it had God mode. I was like, dude, that's cool. It's like all you got to do is enter this code, and then all of a sudden you have like God mode on, mm. and so that motivated me to go onto the internet for the first time as a kid to mm. figure out the cheat codes for my games. Mm. Okay. And but some people are motivated for different reasons. Some people want the internet to connect with other family members. Yeah, yeah. Or like learn a recipe for yeah. you know banana pudding yeah. or some shit like that. <laughs> and 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 the same reason. Some people are going to be motivated to jump into the metaverse for various reasons. Oh, Maybe yeah. you have a family reunion in the metaverse. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like why couldn't you do that? Yeah. Right. And that's going to get a segment of the population into the metaverse. Yeah. Maybe there's a segment of the population in the metaverse that wants to generate some income. They're going to yeah. jump in. Right. Yeah, and I think, like, the beginning stages of, man, well, yeah, you can have, like, exclusive events in the metaverse. I mean, I guess you could do that online as well, but... Travis Scott co concert? <clears throat> yeah, something like that, or yeah. bringing education into the equation, yeah. like, you can create much more interactive education experiences, much more, I guess, than what we do today, like, to our kids. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. very dull, very non-engaging yeah, why process. couldn't you learn about, you know, chemistry and molecules in this space? You can. Where, <laughs> where the professor, like, generates these 3D models. Yeah, yeah. And you're seeing 3D interactions of these models, like, yeah. you know, form. and Yeah, like, the, whenever they have these giant dudes, like Herman, you know, those are the professors, right? Yeah, yeah. Or the instructors of the, of the class. And everyone, all these avatars are students. Yeah. Or people who are just, I don't know, maybe they paid 20 bucks yeah, to, to get access to class, yeah. Access to class and it's, ask it's, questions, whatever. Yeah, you know the guy who's instructing is very knowledgeable, has a great reputation, whatever. It's basically like a metaverse version of of uh, Udemy. Yeah, this right? is and this is worldwide. Anyone yeah. across the planet can access this. Well, that's the beauty of it, and that was the beauty of the internet, right? Is yeah. like now everyone who ha can tap into the internet has access to that information. Right. <clears throat> but now you have access to, I guess, people who are like experts in that shit. Maybe even it's an AI like instructor, yeah, not even like maybe. a human. Yeah. Right. And then the AIs can just leveraging this, this, this tool set can just prompt engineer itself, like all the different molecular representations you need. Yes. Or like basically magic school bus before your eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just AI generate everything as you're learning. Right. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's the next version of human, um, you know, education. And, uh, Dude, this is this it's is very, why it's very disruptive. Yeah, this is why we keep talking about the metaverse because the the possibilities, <laughs> a whole new layer of economic activity. Yeah, because it's it it is so new and so untapped that mm -hmm. there's just so much possibility. To where yeah, you can just theory craft and brainstorm so many new things that have, uh, humans have never experienced before mm -hmm. and leveraged to their benefit. So see, I can dance, I man. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> You could do better than that, dude. <laughs>
But yeah, so even this, people want to come and express themselves through dance, but are too shy to do that in physical form. A lot of mm-hmm. people are. A lot of people don't want to boogie. <laughs> <laughs> but they'll come in here and boogie all fucking day long. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's cool. Yeah. You know, people need to express them, what's within them, and that's that's great. So like you're saying, there's going to be a lot of reasons, but <clears throat> still, none of those are saving like the saving grace, you know what I mean? It, yeah. it, it is the economic stuff. And that is the most difficult thing to figure out. Cause I mean, look what's going on in our economy yeah. <clears throat> after like hundreds of years of, uh, yeah. Experimentation, hundreds of years of growth and development. Like we're still not, we still haven't figured it out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So the metaverse is going to go through different boom and bust cycles for sure. Something's going to emerge. That's going to attract a lot of people. It's going to have a semblance of like industrial production or something. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people are going to make a lot of money off of that venture. And mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to get burnt and uh, everything's going to collapse and everyone's going to hate the metaverse again. And it's like kind of like a similar to like an Axie sure. Infinity play to earn up and down cycle. Right. Yeah. Everybody sure. saw like Web3 Gaming is like, dude, that's the future. Wasn't sustainable. It crashed. Now it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, we still have a lot to figure out for sure. I mean, we got a long way to go before we we come up with some sort of sustainable ecosystem within like a a particular like game or product or whatever it is. Yeah, because think about it. In in the physical realm, you know, there's, there's, it's just kind of like, it's the same thing. It's a game in in a sense. Like all of us kind of spawned here. We had no idea what the fuck brought us here in the first place. Yeah. But we kind of just had to like, learn our environment and understand yeah. like where the value lies because previous generations kind of like exploited everything to the best of their ability to, you know, set some sort of a system around our lives. Yeah. Right? So the metaverse, you, we're going to have to architect that in yeah. a way like the, the first generations of the metaverse are going to have to architect the value layers of it. Yeah. As opposed to like nature and physics and, you know, the universe was the architect of our value, you know. You bring s- such a good point in terms of an analogy. It's like we just spawned here. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're all of a sudden in this game that we don't even know that we're playing. Mm-hmm. So maybe one of the first steps for the metaverse to really take hold is we all need to be able to spawn there in the first place. And then we can start figuring out what's what are the next steps. But spawn where though? Spawn in a metaverse. Yeah. And so let me let me paint the example. So okay, okay. Here's what Elon needs to do, right? Yeah. To make Twitter extremely popular, like across the globe, be the town square like he wants it to be. Mm-hmm. All he needs to do is partner up with Improbable and Squared. Okay. Right. They they already have Twitter Spaces. Enable Twitter Spaces to be in this virtual world, just like we showed you here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in this virtual world, you have an ability to interact in in ways that you couldn't do in just an audio space, right? Yeah, for sure. So then, um, all 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 that happens as far as Twitter Spaces goes. People generate these Twitter Spaces. They're in the metaverse. All of a sudden, everybody's starting to spawn in the metaverse. They're, they're starting to get it. And then you you let's say you know mm. we get some metas in there. All of a sudden, people are in Twitter space are interacting with interactive objects such as DEXs and all that stuff, mm-hmm. starting the the semblance of an economy where people are spending money to swap tokens, yeah, yeah. spending money to gain access to a particular game or mm-hmm. item in a game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now people are starting to see that there's an actual place that they can go to interact with each other. Yeah. 
all of a sudden wearables become important. People are flexing their unique yeah. items. Yep. And now people start to understand the metaverse is like a thing that is very, very important. Mm -hmm. And then when people start losing their jobs because AI or automations take is taking over, all of a sudden they spend more time, you know, in the virtual space. Yeah. And um, so, so I, I feel like this is, this is part of the beginning point where people start to understand the value of the metaverse, just like people in, in Reddit, when they got their NFTs, they're like, oh, this is what NFTs are about. Yeah. It's like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And they didn't have such a negative sentiment towards it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely going to be the, one of the most challenging things because <laughs> like, yeah. I can even think of, because I, you know, you could parallel everything that's going on. It's, it's, we're pioneers, right? In the metaverse space. Yeah. Just like how humans, humans were pioneers. I don't know, hundreds of years ago, whenever we found let's the Western hemisphere, right? Yeah. So it's like, Oh shit, there's this whole new landscape over there that, humanity didn't even know existed mm -hmm. wasn't even on the map but we found it so where how are we going to go there and explore it and you know find value what is it that you know value that i guess we can i guess export back to where we came from something so yeah. like, give us a reason to come here settle set up shop you know build towns all that stuff right yeah. it's much more intuitive in the physical space like i'm saying because you know there's it's obvious what's valuable like fur yeah. You know, of uh, wood, yeah. like lumber, uh, precious metals, like, you yep. know, yep. at some point it became oil. So like these things are much more, but in the metaverse space, the virtual space, it could literally be anything. It could be anything. Yeah. That's the difference though. That's, that's the difficulty is like, it, it's going to require, it's, it's as challenging as expecting people to believe that Bitcoin has any value just because well, it's I, a digital artificial thing. Yeah. But, but it doesn't have to have. Um, it doesn't need to be desirable across the board. Like in every Twitter space that you join, they may, they may not have like this experience of like chopping down wood because they no, don't, no, no. they don't believe in like that game. Right. Sure. But some other spaces do. And mm -hmm. while you're there, you're going to be chopping down wood because you like the game and you like to participate. Yeah. But then you got to find a purpose for that. wood. Is what I'm saying? Like, why, why, why? Well, wood? it's the purpose is for that wood is for whatever they come up with. Maybe it's like to put on some sort of wearable or whatever. Okay. But, yeah. but it's, it's really up to the creators to decide. But my point is, is that it's, it, it, it's not a completely global thing, right? We don't have to come up with like a global, like, uh, infrastructure for people to ha to like chop wood or need some sort of minerals or whatever to like get the next wearable. It's like it's just pockets, mm, like exist. little micro economies. Micro I guess. economies, yeah. Like per. Like, like, uh, imagine if Fortnite was mm -hmm. as popular as it was, but it was retrofitted for the metaverse. Mm -hmm. And a lot of Twitter spaces, these virtual worlds, do support that game. And yeah. so when people are listening to a Twitter space, they're playing the game Fortnite. But I feel like things do have to, they can't be so fragmented into like little tiny individual micro markets well, in order in have, order for like we a We kind of have already, we, we kind of have that already with like apps, right? Like not everything is communicating with each other. Mm -hmm. So, but, but what, I know what you're saying. I know what yeah. you're talking about. You're talking about like a global economy and like the virtual space. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah, that's... That's something that will probably significantly more difficult to do. Absolutely. And something it's almost, I think that grows into something like that, but it doesn't, you don't set up the foundation for that. I don't think it starts out like, um, micro, like you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I mean, that's not how humanity progressed either. We it's didn't like, just all of a like, sudden form civilization. We started exactly. off as like little, little, Pockets. little 
tribes yeah. Yeah, that all had like their own like trade mm-hmm. systems mm-hmm. and different little value. Uh, people probably valued freaking darts, yeah. you know, poison darts. Some yeah. guy was just sitting there making poison darts all day. Yeah. And then some other guy in the tribe. It's like, you here's know. a gun. <laughs> I don't, yeah, if there's a gun showing up in your poison dart tribe, that's a bad news bear. Yeah. There's probably <laughs> fucking Spaniards <laughs> coming to fuck some shit up, dude. Yeah. But yeah, you, but you're right. It probably will start out like that. Little micro economies that communities are going to respect and take part in and participate in. And then over time. Over time, it's going to time, Yeah. There's going to be like a conglomeration effect, you yeah, know, yeah. and uh, we're going to, then that's whenever we're going to see like virtual economies competing against real world yes, you know, nations. Exactly. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Yeah. Once we get there, that's going to, we're going to be on this podcast saying, dude, it's fucking over, dude. Yeah. We called it. Yeah. Like, dude. Yeah. Saving grace is here. <laughs> it's, it's the metaverse. Yeah. Know? And the first step is to get in. And I think, I think this paints the best example of people yeah. jumping into the Twitter space and listening to someone talk <laughs> and having some Correct. sort of elements of activity. Yeah. Just being present together, like in a community like this is, is a good, like you're saying, good starting point. This yeah. is the first tribe. That's right. These are the first tribes that, and they're going to log in consistently. They're going to get to know each other. Dude. Imagine if Elon Musk has a Twitter space like this, yeah. he's going to be there as a virtual person. Yeah. It's going to be probably, Kind of as cool as like being in like at a conference listening him to speak. I think it would be better. And he's more accessible. Like he's like right there. Yeah. I mean, you're going to hear him. Yeah. It's, it's the guy. It's him. You don't need to like be there and like, you know, whiff his like <laughs> fucking breath or anything like that. Like, you know, oh, yeah. we're sharing fucking lung space with him, man. Like air, you don't need that. Air molecules. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, our molecules have touched. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. if you're like obsessed with it, man, maybe you'd want that. But nonetheless, this is the next best thing. It's the closest thing, and in some cases, might be even superior. So, yeah, yeah, the metaverse, dude. Finally, we got through a podcast without too much doom. Holy shit, yeah. <laughs> it's been hard these days. Yeah. All right. Well, that's been the podcast. All the links will be in the description on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And if you've been listening, definitely watch our YouTube YouTube channel because there's a lot of visual stuff here. A lot, a lot. Yeah. And if you have any questions about what we talked about, do you guys agree whether or not the metaverse is going to be our saving grace Spe- for humanity? S- just sorry. Yeah. Speaking, let me interject. Like at what point do you think we're going to have like a metaverse podcast? You know what I mean? Like we're in the metaverse? Yeah. Like if you guys want to like jump in with us and listen, you know, well, like what we're as, talking about. as soon as we have access to something like this, okay. I think we should have like uh, a live podcast where we jump in and Fuck yeah, dude. In let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah. Because now people can, like, actually talk to us. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah. Let us know if you have any questions. Follow us on Twitter at the Runner, at Meadowzone.io, and at Roby AI, and we will catch you on the next podcast. Peace. <laughs>